What's going on, Internet? I'd like to welcome you guys back to Respectfully Speaking, the podcast where we talk about all things geek. Thanks for tuning in into episode number six. Now, before we get into the topics, if you are watching the YouTube version of the podcast on YouTube.com slash Respectfully Speaking, know this podcast is also available on Apple, Spotify, <coughs> Amazon, and all other major platforms. My name is James, and I'm with my two co-hosts today, Jason and Malcolm. Now, we have a lot of topics to get through, from Disney's mascot finally getting into the public domain, to popular ch- children's shows from the early 2000s are now coming back to life, and it seems we now have the full cast for the live-action Minecraft movie. Now, without further ado, let's go on into our first topic. Uh, so, Disney has had Mickey Mouse as his mascot since, like, what, the 1930s, essentially, uh, Steamboat Willie. He is officially now in the public domain as of this year, in the same year that you had Mickey Mouse enter the public domain. They announced a slew of stuff. We're talking video games and movies immediately. Now, I won't show the video game version because this is more so focused on the movie stuff, but they did release a trailer for the Mickey Mouse slasher. Now, before I release it, I just saw this funny image that I'm just going to show because I thought it was very interesting. Um, it was, if I can find it. Here we go, right here. Public domain expansion. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. All right, if you watch JJK, <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen, you know that you know where that comes from. You know where that comes from. I just thought that was funny. Um, that is pretty funny. Now, in terms of the trailer, here's the trailer. Now, apparently, I think this is told that it's going to be uh, coming out in like 2025, I believe. Something like that. So, yeah. Uh, what? I'm sorry. I got Well, Disney's more rolling in his grave right now. Oh, he is. He's like, what? Good. So, don't, we, don't we not like him? Don't we? Isn't he anti-Semitic? Doesn't he hate Jewish people? He does. That At least that's what that's what he's said. So, yeah. Uh, but what's also your thoughts probably now not about black people too? Sorry, I'm sorry. Probably, I mean, Nothing it was racism. back in the day. Let's be honest, it was hey. back in the day. So, not you justifying 50/50. racism. Either way, I no, no, think I'm not justifying it. <laughs> this is gonna be a freaking wash, just like the Winnie the Pooh thing, just like the Bears movie. I'm gonna be a hater right up front. You know Dang, why? Because right not even original horror movies are are scary, let alone this. Oh, if you think this was going to be scary, I don't know what to tell you. This, this is Mickey never going to be though. scary. What What was the point of this? To use the, the IP out. to cash? Yes. It's yes. one of those things like, well, this is going to be so dumb that I'm curious. Yes. Oh, yeah. Also, these That's movies exactly are cheaper how, to make. Mm-hmm. They are, oh, they're very cheap to make. Like, for example, um, the Wayne the Pooh movie that came out last year, I think there was a budget of, like, what, $10,000 or something like that? That's it? And... Yeah, it was very cheap. It was a very cheap. It was something very. I know it was anything below like five hundred k. It was definitely some somewhere below that. And when they went to the box office, it made over a million dollars, like around like two, like five million profit. bucks in the box office. Profit. So profit. So they're already coming out with the Mickey Mouse slashing movie. They're making a a, a Pinocchio movie's coming out. That's horror. Um, I feel like I might watch the Pinocchio one because Pinocchio <laughs> was already creepy as a kid. Exactly, and now they have a. Let's take this off. And now they're also doing, like, I think Tigger. I think Tigger is also in public domain, Tigger? I think. So I think, I think they're... That was such a hard that one a Good lord. What? What's wrong? I said Tigger. Tigger is how you say it, like, emphasized it, though. Tigger? <laughs> but, look. Um, what's y'all thoughts about the idea about Mickey Mouse public domain? I guess other characters coming... <laughs> nowadays it feels like anytime a popular character is going to be announced public domain they go straight to let's make a horror movie of them being murdering psychopaths so i will go first i will say that it is interesting how anytime something like this happens it's just like how can we make this into like murdering people and killing people and it's the same people who have the same idea i won't say more but it it is interesting (laughs) that these people that's the first thing that comes to their mind um and second of all I originally want to be a hater. I'm normally a hater on like most things, but you know what? I'm it's, it's a new year. Going to change it. Going to be optimistic. Going to be like, you know, why not give it a chance? Um, they're taking a chance. They're just like throwing something at the wall and just seeing if it sticks. And like, 
you never know. Like, what if it's a, a commercial hit? What if it's like somehow people, it's like, it's a cult classic for no reason. Like there's no real explanation of why something people enjoy. Like there, there are a lot of great movies like from decades ago that people just like had, had a vision, didn't expect it to be successful. And next thing you know, it's a cult classic and people love it and people enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. it could be that they just, um, James, you said that um, the Winnie the Pooh had like a budget of 10,000. What if it like, what if this Mickey Mouse movie ends up being like something that um, people um, love and it's a box office hit and they make three sequels of it. And next thing you know, it's like talking about revolution, revolutionizing the horror genre. You never know. So they just said, um, I'll let you go these in a second. They, the budget was a hundred K and they mm -hmm. made 5.2 million, the worldwide box office. And there was a sequel announced and also a shared universe now in development. I'd, so I was going to get to that insane. point. I was just about to say they're about to start making a, a shared universe. I didn't even get to say it. So you know, Jeez. they're going to spot on, Marco. Yep. I didn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you think, Jason? I think this is hilarious. Um, I love the idea of public domain because I guess when one person owns something for a really, really long time, it kind of begs the question of like, how long can somebody own an idea for? And then I think when when things get opened up to competition, then you get actually like innovative ideas. Are we going to get a lot of innovative ideas? I don't really think so. Just because like Mickey Mouse already has its own kind of like brand and vibe. What are you going to do? Like an edgy, like teen drama with Mickey Mouse in it? Like, I don't see that happening. That sounds horrible, but <laughs> that was terrible. Th but, it does uh... sound terrible. And I think the only thing that is unorthodox for these IPs that people can get down with very immediately tends to be horror because horror is already the more experimental genre that there is. It's cheaper, so you can actually stomach the risk versus other genres, which are much more expensive to produce, you know, with ex with exception of, like, rom-coms, which are really cheap to make as well. But people are tired of rom-coms for the most part. Keep making crappy ones Yeah, that ones seems anyway. true. At least the um, crappy ones, yeah. I mean, they just put, like, some, like, hot shot on there. They put, like, Ryan Reynolds in there, and everyone watches it even though it's terrible. Yeah, why not? It's or Ice Cube. Man. Come on now. Was Ice Cube ever in a rom-com? Not a rom-com, but there's like little sitcom movies. like those Oh, little, yeah, sitcom like, movies. Like the Ride Along with Kevin Hart and stuff. Like yeah, I literally yeah, I watched the um, the one Ice Cube movie where he was like in the school as like a teacher and he beat up that one guy. It was, it was a dumb movie. Yeah, but... was, was it a that school was... fight? Something, I don't know. School fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw I, a clip I on, on, on Instagram. I was like, that seems funny. Rented the movie, watched it. That movie was bad you paid money for that it was three dollars i'm not come on bro okay, it's like three dollars anyways anyways to, um, subject <laughs> i just well, i do want to mention oh, go, ahead, go ahead oh i was gonna say that uh just to let people know they already know this is a wacky idea of a crazy mickey mouse so the director themselves said we just want to have fun with it all that's all it is they hey. don't necessarily they don't necessarily have a release date but producers are saying they might release in a march potentially so we might get the Mickey Mouse horror movie in March. Are y'all excited for that? Y'all ready to see some, you know? Probably what? not going to see it, but we'll see. I'm, you know what? Why I'll not? See it. Why yeah, not? Actually, well, we can do it as a group. It's a group thing. It's a group experience. You were just it. talking about how you want to watch movies. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll go see it, and then we'll go to a diner and talk about it. Because guess exactly. what? This is why they take our money. Because all they do is they take a public IP, say, hey, we're going to... We we want people who will go see this movie just to see what it what will happens. be like. Like, what happens, really? It's, but they'll make so much money off of that. That's why um, they're doing. That's why they don't care. They're not. I think we're in a renaissance. Um, let me take it back, actually. I think when it comes to public domain stuff like the Mickey Mouse is coming out, and I just told Jason before we started recording that Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman's public domain will be sometime in the mid 2030s, apparently. Um, now, of course, it'll be the earliest iterations. It won't be the Superman and Batman that we all know now. Um. But I feel like we're going to get through the rough patches of uncreative, greedy creators. Or and then once writing. Right. And then we'll eventually get people who's like, okay, let's take Steamboat Willie and make it into this. I would love a Kingdom Hearts movie with no. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse on public domain. Why not? I don't care. You know why? Kingdom Jason. Hearts is already stupid as it is. It is stupid. Let it be one of your stupid. favorite games. Are you just hating on it? Right. What a hater. Who told you Kingdom Hearts is one of my favorite games? Uh, you did. I really enjoyed right. Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance. But the reality is, 
Nobody knows how to. You need. Why are there like hundreds of videos trying to barely explain the the, the timeline of the of the story, and still people not get it? It's because it's bad. Not Just all bad. To give but it's bad. Context. Yeah, this this is who they can only use. They can't use any other versions past Steamboat Willie. So they can't do Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which I, I, I know I showed that meme just for fun, but just a nerd in me. I would just love to see an OVA of JJK just show Mickey Mouse voice acted. Mickey Mouse. Okay. <laughs> Club, but then you can give him whatever voice you want. And who has a copyright on a voice though? So again, like I'm asking, like what keeps them from using all of the characteristics of all the newer ones, but just without the name Mickey? That's a good question. That's why I gotta go to court. Disney don't have money to be going to court for all these these public domain joints because they're already losing mad money on uh, Disney Plus right now. Honestly, you know who really needs to go to court? Uh, Sony, because they keep releasing these abomination Sony Spider-Man universe movies um, and they're not done yet. So we know this year they got Madam Web coming out Valentine's Day, Black History Month, you know, uh, starring a white woman. Uh, and they have Craven the Hunter coming out also this year, too. Um, in October, I believe. But rumor has came out that they are interested in developing a Dr. Octopus movie and a Mysterio movie, both solo movies, apparently. Um, this came from like some some leaker who believes that these will be individual solo projects um, and expects, of course, um, Mysterio to be recasted. He won't be the Jake Gyllenhaal that we saw in the MCU, but instead will be a different Mysterio, potentially. Um, the, the leaker would continue it on by saying, there are no additional details beyond that, though we'd imagine a Mysterio project would follow him as a stuntman and a special effects artist before he uses his newfound illusion abilities to become a supervillain. So another origin story. And their speculation, too, is that Dr. Octopus might be an origin story revealing how he got his arms. Two movies that sound completely unnecessary. Um, now, I will say, take this with a grain of salt, it is some random leaker online, but from our experience with Sony and the movies that they're releasing, like Morbius and all these movies, I feel scared. I'm worried. What do you guys think? Malcolm? I'm not scared. I'm just disappointed. They're, it's unnecessary. No one watches these villains because they're villains. Like, it, it's hard. Like, Joker was a okay, solid, pretty good movie. But I feel like, what? what are you looking at me like that for? But I'm not going to say it's okay. great. It, it, was, it was a solid, good movie. I, I, all right, relax. I'm, not, I'm trying to make a point here. My point is there's very few villains you can make a movie and origin story about where it can be intriguing and interesting without <laughs> the main hero of the story clashing with each other. Like You didn't need Batman in the Joker movie to enjoy it, but you can't have a Dr. Octopus movie and not have Spider-Man or anyone. Like, we're, like what... It, what are we watching? Like he, yeah. he's just you like you don't know what they could do. I'm, Let you know them what? subvert your expectations because the reality is a good writer can a good writer masters their constraints and uses them to their, to their advantage. I don't what, think what, it's going to be a good movie, but I'm open to these new ideas because the reality is Sony writes movies different than the way Disney Marvel does. So is he just going to be a villain terrorizing wherever he's at? What if it's not even New York? So. And or we can get a multifaceted view of complex villains. Most of Spider-Man's villains were well-intentioned scientists who went wrong. Yeah. We might even get a story that goes into the psychology of what goes on in his head as the actual Dr. Octavius is fighting against the chip that fried his brain. Yeah, but you don't asking, know what you're asking Sony like. to make a good movie, though. So, but but asking, what is the movie about, then, though? We'll see. I'm, this is just a leak. I'm, I'm now, all, to be I'm fair... Lost. To be, to be very fair on this, though, it could be a route of like a tragic hero arc for Doc Ock. He's this well-renowned scientist who has a lot of praise. He's probably like a prodigy. Okay. Trying to make free right. energy. See, this is what I'm asking. Energy. Like, are, are, if this is like the plot, then that sounds more interesting where he, like, he's trying to, he's right. He's a good guy-ish in the beginning and he's like trying to do all these nice things. And then Spider-Man the 2. Fried. Yeah, but, but then like, he has, right, right. But but as time goes on, he might have this one project with the arms. Like he probably had this one project he really wants to make it work, but he can't get the funding for whatever reason. And the things he has to do to get the funding and the backlog and stuff like that kind of just makes him go on a decline to almost doing illegal activities that might make him turn into a villain, essentially. Turn into a bad guy. 
Or, so, or Superior or, Spider-Man. I would love to see a, a Superior Spider-Man adaptation. That would be Superior, beastly. It could work if he do, if, if they do it right. I, I can see that. Because Superior Spider-Man <laughs> is the idea that he's pretty much... He acts like Spider-Man. Essentially, he, he, well, he takes he over Peter Parker's body. Yes. And then slowly, and, as being Spider-Man for a while, changes. He realizes what it takes. Right. He changes and he realizes what it means to actually have the powers of Spider-Man. But you can remove that Spider-Man-esque and focus more so on him having like these powerful arms and and, uh, and what that does to a human, I guess. But You, um, you know these predictions are going to age terribly because we just gave a good plot, a good synopsis, a good idea. And Sony's and they're just going like, to be like, nah. And then we're going like, to show this in like Sony's 40 years and people are like... Podcast. They should. Yeah. They should be. In <laughs> four should. years, this movie is going to flop, and we're going to post this, and it's going to get a lot of views, and people are going to be like, how come we didn't, they didn't listen to these guys? They know what they're talking about. Hey, listen. If you made a really good, solid Dr. Octavius movie that's almost more grounded like a slice of life like the Joker was, where most of it wasn't action, most of it was just getting into the psychology of this tragic person. Not tragic yeah. hero, maybe, but just a tragic character, right? And then use that to springboard, fast forward, and then do a superior Spider-Man on the back of that, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would work. I don't, I I would, don't think I they can it. start with Superior Spider-Man, but I think that you can do the the two. Yeah, yes. I think you could. Like, if you can lead into that, like that's like that's like his conclusion, mm-hmm. basically, of his art. Yeah, um, James, clip this. It, in three years, people will be looking at this specific clip and quoting us. Just want to say this. Telling you two movies, Calling dude. Calling it right now. Psychology of Doctor Octavius. Psychology of Superior Spider-Man. Boom. Now. For Mysterio, I think it can go down the route of the Now You Can See Me movies where you kind of have fun with the illusion and magic and kind of have a little bit of fun with it. Like this guy who, who ha- Jason, you're looking away like, I don't care about these freaking movies. But no, it's true. Like, you could do the route of just like, hey, you have these illusions, it's fun and everything like that. He's doing these heists while doing magic. And then, you know, you take the plot from there, honestly. But yeah, but either way. Why not just do a heist movie with magic? Why call it? Why call with him the leader? Hey, write that but down. Now, but, clip that too. Clip now, that too. Yeah, clip, clip, clip it too. He's cooking. We're give, this man a, give this man a. Sony, apron. are you listening to us? No, no, I, I need to be. Malcolm's cooking right now, yo. He's cooking. Now let's see. Well, hopefully Sony, they can you know work things out, and hopefully they have a good idea to do this because if they're trying to build to a Sinister Six, and we'll see how that goes. Oh, uh, now. The next thing on the list is a movie that me and Jason watched last year, or no, two years ago, and it did really well in the box office. Oh. Tom Cruise was very happy. So they say, you know what? Let's run it back again with Top Gun 3. So Paramount is trying to do another third film of the franchise. The Top Gun Maverick co-writer is coming back to pin the, uh, do the script. Also, the director is also coming back as well. Uh, some people... Now, some people did think this was probably like Paramount trying to leak something early because there were headlines that did come out early this week that I didn't really put on the show notes. But Tom Cruise signed a deal with the Warner Brothers to produce original films and franchises. So a lot of people think Edge of Tomorrow, which is a fantastic movie, might get a sequel now because now he's coming back with Warner Brothers. But um, um, Top Gun, but Paramount, so, but I think Paramount said they was working on this for a while. It just got announced now. But with all that being said, how do we feel about Top Gun 3, Malcolm? I don't think you watched the Top Gun movies. Okay, so this is probably me and, me and Jason to have a conversation with them. Jason, your thoughts, quick thoughts on Maverick, and then this sequel. Do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's needed? I think, it, I mean, I don't think it's needed. I think it's one of those things where it's a very safe bet because it's not necessarily hard to write stories like that. I think stories like that really resonate with certain types of people. Um, I think it resonates in a very like coming of age, campy, like you can do it, self-determination. And I think we never really fully get tired of those type of movies so long as we don't have them oversaturated. Um, I don't think it's going to be one of those like, oh, you have to see it as a classic now. But it's probably yeah. going to do well. It's probably going to be a good movie, but I don't, it's not generating any hype for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think we'll need a trailer to see because honestly, I agree with you. I thought Top Gun Maverick should have been just the end of the franchise. It's like you 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 gave a great way to end it. Why would you continue on moving forward unless they? I don't know what else you will do with with Maverick's character with Tom Cruise. I mean, he already came. He, he already played like the old guy angle. Like, oh, you're out of touch. You're not really part of. You're not the new hot young recruit now. You're now the old guy. So what are you gonna do? Make him like 
an old old guy. I don't know. So just make him like Rocky in the Creed movies. <laughs> Literally. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I will say that um, I would. I, even though I didn't watch either of the movies, I. It's kind of funny how I really like Tom Cruise, and I like. I think he's one of my favorite actors, and those are like the only movies I actually haven't seen of him. Um, I heard Top Gun, the original one, nineteen eighty, was ironically Classic. one of those movies that like people enjoyed a little bit, but like it, they were, it wasn't an expected blockbuster. You know what I mean? Like it, they didn't yeah. come into it like people were like, "Oh, this is gonna be a, a great classic movie," but like people love it. And I, I heard that the story is like kind of like a one-off. Like it, no one expected a sequel. So like when I heard that they were making a sequel forty years later, it was kind of like, "How are they gonna do this?" In my head, like I said, I never watched it, so I was like, "How are they going to make a sequel to a movie that didn't need a sequel?" But apparently, it was yeah. great. You two loved it. It was the movie of the year. Like people absolutely praised it. So I was it like, was "Oh, great. I'm glad it worked." But they're not going to do a third one. So, you know, I keep doubting them. But who knows? Trilogies are harder Maybe to pull off it. than uh, yeah. first sequels, though. Yeah, I think they're probably trying to. Uh... That's, I think that's one good thing about the Top Gun, I guess, franchise. Now we're going to call it that. Is that they always do one off? They just make a story, end of story, and then that's it. And then they'll start with a whole brand new story and do the same process instead of leaving seeds to actually continue moving forward, which is pretty nice. So you're right. The first Top Gun, you didn't need a second one. You truly did not need one, but they found a way to make it work. So I trust Tom Cruise. I know if I see a Tom Cruise movie, I'm gonna enjoy some action. So Jason, did you see the first one? Oh, so you watched the second one and enjoyed it, even though you didn't see the first one. They okay, did a really so good job of making it clear the most important things that happened in the first movie and why it was important. Like you can tell, like, oh, this character was definitely in the first one in a meaningful way, but I don't really know him. But he was meaningful. Okay. And then you knew the one guy's dad, blah blah blah. And then he ended <laughs> yeah. up being under Tom Cruise and I'm like, Oh, that's cool, yeah. whatever. Like again, okay. like it just goes I think back that's to the sign of a good movie. If you can if you can make a sequel without needing to watch the first one, but it's still a good sequel, I think. Bingo. Yeah. Because yeah. again, too many of the Bingo movies we watch that. nowadays have too many prerequisite courses at this point. It feels like I'm taking college courses, especially with Marvel. To watch a movie. Yeah. I know I didn't add that in the notes, so I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but Marvel did announce that on their Disney Plus that Daredevil I'm sorry, all the Netflix shows from Marvel is now okay. canned to the MCU now. Which Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones are all apparently now Kansas MCU, which means if you want to watch a new Daredevil series that's, come, that's going to come out like next year in two years, you better watch all those three seasons of Daredevil. I you might as well watch I'm not doing Luke Cage. Uh, uh. They lost. Some me. people were yep. saying, some Good people were much. saying like, hey, it's good though. They said they had, some fans were saying, they only had a problem with it when it was like with bad content. And for me, I'm like, regardless if it's good content or bad content, you're still telling people to put homework for one piece of media. Regardless, that's a lot for people who are working to do. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi in like three years. So really? I don't need to. Exactly. No, I've seen the movie. I haven't seen him back on the screen because he hasn't. Yes, up. exactly. And he's supposed to exactly. be more important than a lot of these other characters we keep frontlining. Especially with his power set. What if the Shang-Chi trained like, like a third of the MCU in the actual comic, but we have not seen this man since. And his rings, too, are part like the post credit scene was like, oh, these rings are actually very important, very powerful. Never Let's talk about it. Where is it at? yeah whatever so we'll see we'll see now uh speaking of which now the next movie is more of like a horror movie uh again the sequel megan 2 jason did you see it or did you not see it you did see it okay so megan 2 is officially uh announced it was supposed to come out next year i believe and based on the description it says that uh it seems to go like the terminator 2 route with the antagonist from the first film megan is now trying to protect the two women in the first movie, uh, the uh, the guardian and the daughter, against a oh newly gosh. created robot called as Amelia. Okay, that sounds amazing. Now I want to watch it. Now I want to see the first one. So they're just like so, rehashing an old idea and then putting I, it back on the screen. Who cares? You're just like, wow, but it I love sounds this stupid enough that I love it. I, no, I James, love it. I was wrong. You know, that sounds that sounds great. It's my you know favorite franchise. I mean, I, favorite franchise is strong. Anyways, okay, um, okay. I yeah. I'm not against watching it. I enjoyed the first one. I again grounded expectations. I I liked it. I really liked it a lot. And I said I said when I was done. I think me and Kevin went to go see it too. And me and him both agree like this is a franchise that 
I could see them make. They have a good premise here with a good, uh, good antagonist where you can make a good five, six, seven of these movies, and I'll still love it because it's te- it's AI, it's technology. They can be anywhere and anything. It could be an airplane, it could be a smart house, it could be a phone, it could be a building, it could be anything you want to make it. Let's do it. Who cares? Like, let Ch- Chucky was around. You know, we love Chucky the little knee doll, but there's a new doll in town. Her name is Megan. Okay, so Megan I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. Jason, Literally. did you watch the Terminator movies? I don't think you did. I watched the first one, and I thought it was amazing. Okay. It, it okay, held the up. Second, the second I, one's even better. My so. first watch of the Terminator, which I watched two years ago, mind you, I have no nostalgia protecting it. I was like, this movie is, like, interesting. The phone book is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> so if you like yes. the first Terminator, you'll love the second one. And if this is Megan, uh, the same concept, then I think it's a fun I'll- little thing. I always said Terminator 2 is one of those things that a lot of people agree. Like, that's one of those rare sequels that's better than the originals. Like, the, term- the original is really good, but the mm-hmm. sequel is like, it, it takes the foundation really? and keeps it better. Yes. It's really good. It's I really enjoy so it. And Terminator 3 is um, still a good movie. I don't care what anyone I'm says. I'm going to watch Terminator 2 sometime oh, this We should year. watch it together next time. Why I think not? that's a good idea. We should watch Terminator 2. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. So we'll be on the lookout for Megan 2 for that. Supposed to come out. Wait, when is it come out? January. Next January 2025, I believe. Okay, all right. Yeah, perfect. So hopefully we see uh, some progress, more updates about that. The next one, we have another horror coming out, but this time from a uh, one of my uh, one of my favorite directors of this modern era right now, who released some movies I really enjoyed, Jordan Peele. He came out uh, with just a little update, just something a little bit about what his next movie will be. Uh, he left a quote saying that, uh, quote, this has been obviously, uh, it's been an interesting year because the writer's strike has had me in a state of listening. And that's where I need to, that's where I need to be. I do feel like my next project is clear to me and I'm psyched that I have another film that, you know, could be my favorite movie if I make it right. Now, based on was reading the article, I think it was saying that Universal is planning to release this movie sometime in the fall of next year, 2025. So it sounds like he might already have his story written and he's just waiting to start shooting it. Um, I'll go first talking about this movie a little bit. I'm interested to see where he goes because Jordan Peele's movies, he gets a lot, he gets some flack from some people who say, oh, it's not horror because it doesn't have like the jump scares and stuff like that. And for me, I always say horror is more than jump scares. It's about the tone and atmosphere of your movie. So he captures it very well for me. It may be more suspenseful, more thriller, but it does have a horror vibe to it. Um, I will say for me, I know some people probably disagree because I know his last movie was very divisive. For me, I think Nope was his, his most abstract, but also one of my most favorite films from him than Us and Get Out. I think Us and Get Out are really good, but I think Nope is him trying to say, I, I'm trusting the audience to see what I'm writing, what I'm presenting in these multiple layers. And hopefully you can see what I'm t- trying to tell you. Some people either who either got it or didn't got it. And some people just didn't like it for even if they didn't understand it or whatever. Um, but we've seen him do Western. We've seen him do um, like family with us. We saw him do like this uh, psychological, I guess, kidnapping with Get Out basically. So... I wonder what he'll do next. I, I would like to see him do a sci-fi horror piece. I would love for him to do sci-fi horror Jason piece. Not so that. Um, Jason X, but better. <laughs> um, I I think Jordan Peele is an amazing writer. I do think you're right. He pushed the envelope and really expected a lot out of the audience with Nope. I guess it's lack of well-receivability has a lot to do with the fact that he expected more. Of his audience, but yeah. I think, again, like, he does a really good time, uh, because he thinks a lot about, like, what is, what generates suspense, or what is the source of suspense, or fear, or dread, or whatever, and then he puts that into a movie, and he chooses really good actors to pull that off. Yeah. But yeah, he does. I'm, I, we'll just, I'm like, I'm in a we'll see mode. Okay, cool. We'll see. We'll see. Malcolm, do you have any thoughts about what you might want to see next from him? Is there some <laughs> critiques you might have that you want to see him try to improve upon? Uh, no, I think he's a great director. No. Um, I was going to say I would like to see more of a mystery, but he already has that mysterious element. Um, he does a good job of balancing comedy and horror in his movies. Um, good job of tackling certain situations that, like, I think some directors are scared to go in that direction and 
I really don't have anything. I think he's just he does uh, he does what he does really really well, if not great. And I don't think he should change anything. Just keep being him. I just wonder what he's going to talk about this time because nope, it was a lot about like animal abuse and uh, the strive for attention, and how far you'll go to seek attention. Us was definitely about the idea of like the world and how I guess um, pretty much like I guess like how we view the world or how the world should be or something like that. I forgot. I'm it was sorry, seen people and unseen people. Seen people, unseen. You're right. Like people who you don't really notice, you don't really recognize and stuff like that. Um, and then get out is racist. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, just real quick, I do love the little twist with the get out thing. It was like, no, they don't hate black people. They're not racist. They just, they're like, no, black people, like, you guys are just, you have, you guys have DNA, you guys have genes that, like, are dope. We want that. It's scientific so racism in a backhanded comp compliment, bro. Basically, basically, scientific racism, essentially. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Now, next up is we, I grew up on this show. I don't know if you guys grew up on this show. Paramount is announcing a live action Danny Phantom movie, but poorly in the works. Now, if you guys grew up like me, you guys used to uh, love that. Dun, 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 okay. Yes. Dun, 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 I love it. I love it's, the Danny it's a top ten theme song. song. It is top ten. However, oh, top playing 10. it, playing the trailer. If you guys it. never heard of Danny oh. Phantom, if y'all like Generation Alpha or Gen Z, but like later years, Danny Phantom is pretty much about a kid who, as the theme song shows. He came from like parents who were really trying to discover like another ghost, like, ghost or whatever, ghost hunters. He went in there, he turned it on accidentally. Well, he didn't, not accidentally, he turned it on. Now he got these powers mixed with his DNA. And now he can turn invisible, fly, do all these things. He's kind of like just a, he's just another superhero, man. Um, it's such a unique superhero. I, just like a ghost, a kid ghost that can turn back yeah. into a regular kid. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember hearing anything like similar to that beforehand or after. It was truly no, not at all. I, I will say that. <clears throat> yeah, truly. That being was. said, truly stop was. making stupid live actions. <clears throat> no, I don't want to see this. I'm not watching. I'm not. This could work in live action. I'm not gonna lie, it could mm, work in live action. It, it probably could. could, but I'm not watching it. The, the whole not be premise there. of Danny Phantom is goofy enough that it's gonna give me like 2015 live action Disney vibes, and I don't really want that. You mean like um that uh all the stupid shows that, that came out? Who's that guy uh, who played in a live action Timmy Turner movie? Jake Drake Bell. Drake yeah. Bell when he plays yeah. Timmy Turner. Oh my god! It's gonna, like it's gonna be giving that that energy. It's gonna be giving it that. It, it, could have to, it could be. I don't know how they're gonna do it. It's all about the tone for me. It's all about the tone. They gotta make it, Jason. They gotta be super serious. Or they can just be like, hey, look, we know it's a funny, we know it's a stupid premise of a kid who, who's a, pretty much a ghost with powers. We're just having fun with it, you know? Man, who is at Paramount Plus pitching this crap? Listen, man, Yo, don't who, be hating, bro. Who is at Paramount if this, Plus? If I'm saying right now, if this movie does well, <laughs> Warner Brothers, I think they own the, I think they own the rights to this character. Warner Brothers will fast track a Ben 10 live action movie because then it'll be like kid superheroes that are new wave now. So let's get Ben 10 up in here. I would know? see Ben 10, but that's different. You'll see Ben 10? Ben okay, 10 okay, is okay. actually written really, really well to the point where if it's it in is. live action, the only thing you'd have to deal with is the CGI costs. So it, it would, it would, the production That's value true. would be contingent on how much money you can throw at it opposed to the writing. I would rather these ideas not be so limited on money, but really carried by writing. But then we're just really going to throw a bunch how, of... How much they... Yeah. Bingo. How and badly they want to That's happen. why these live actions of things that are easy to animate or easier to animate than put in live action without it being jarring, as for me, is just like this 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 trend that I just can't agree. I can't get behind. I probably would watch an animated Danny Phantom movie now. But I I guess the only thing is is that like would would they do it like as adults? Uh we'll see. I I hope Danny Phantom is not one of those shows where it's like it was made for its time. But it's not transcending, you know. But we'll see how that goes. Um, next up, I know a show that you guys were definitely seeing that theme song with y'all kids. Um, Selena Gomez is returning, uh, also with uh, also um, what's the guy's name? David Henry, who played his her brother, the older brother. They are doing a Wizards of Waverly Place revival with uh, her returning. Now they made it clear, they made it clear that it will be executive produced by Selena Gomez. Um. But she won't actually be in the show like that. She'll actually be just guest starring, mainly. 
It seems like it'll be picking off more so with David Henry, the older brother. It says it picks up after a mysterious incident at WizTech, where an adult Justin Russo has left his wizard powers behind, opting for a normal human life with his wife and two sons. How do we feel about that idea of a series being come back with, I guess, not wizards, but wizards? So the, the main reason Selena Gomez is famous and she's not going to be in this sequel series. She'll just be a guest star, so she'll just pop in every now and then. They'll focus on David and his, and his own family, basically. So, Jason, Jason, go. Say, say something before I how start. How we feeling, y'all? I, all I got to say is there's either a lack of original ideas or a lack of, of, back, a lack of backing of any original ideas that half of our, our new shows aren't new shows, but old shows respawn and fail. Fuller House. Dude. Yeah. What the yeah. heck? I mean... Wizards of Waverly Place, live actions of everything. Why can't we the make live new action things? Impossible, right there. See? I would watch a live action Impossible. No, they made... They, they made a live action? How did I miss this? I, good. I, I didn't watch it, wasn't it? It was like years ago. Yeah. yeah. When? It was back what two thousand early two thousand tens, right? Oh, that's probably why I missed it. I mean, it was like, yeah, it was it was like Ben Ten also had a live action movie that was also bad mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. So in I, general, I, live action adaptations oh, no, came out twenty nineteen. Came out four or five years ago. Oh, yeah, live action impossible. Oh, you're in college. That's probably why I missed it. Yeah, there is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. My honest thoughts are whatever. I don't care. I'm not watching it. I I promise you, I'm not. I it would. I don't know what it would take for me to watch this. There are shows I actually want to watch that I don't watch. That's true. This, like this is probably something I'll watch like, if I'm bored and there's nothing else to do with my life. Then you got the ratings. The Impossible Live Action. Seven Avatar. I got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes for the, the no hold on for the for the reviewers. The audience gave it a twenty eight percent. Golly, those reviewers were bought. Hold up. This is Kim Possible? You said mm-hmm. they were bought. Why they are you going to hate it, Jason? No, how is there 20 inches at, at 100%? No, 100%? 100%, bro. Hey, hey, hey. They were like, this is a banger, bro. This is a hidden classic. 100%. <laughs> you don't find that suspicious? That is you don't shady. Find... They were bought. They were bought. Bought, they were bagged. bought, bagged, tagged with the receipt. Boy, is. I don't know what to tell you. Dang, you said tag with the receipt. That's crazy. You're looking it up? I am looking I it heard up. It. Oh, I, like I sent that. it to you. I sent it Since, to you. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. Look at that. Wow. Wait, critics gave it 100%. Oh, they gave it a 7.5 out of 10 critics did. Audience gave it a 2.1 out of 5. Ugh. That's crazy. Ew. Who's Athena again? Do we know Athena? Do we remember Athena? We don't know. No. I Who's Athena? I don't know, but... Oh, I guess it's the third girl in the, in the poster with them. I see Kim and Ron, and then some third woman, Athena. I spent way too much movie on. Any, too much let's time let's move movie. on. Let's this move movie on. Is not Look, it. I'm just saying, bro. Did he have at least uh, the girl with the black the black lipstick in there too? Did, she, did they at least she have go? her in there? I, yeah, I, I closed the tab. Let's move on. <laughs> they better. All right, let's see. All right, so anyway, moving on. Because uh, Jason hates Kim Possible. Um. We have. I don't know. She was. She was in there. We also have a new announcement coming out. They are coming out. Studios are coming out with multiple, multiple ideas to do adaptations. They said original ideas. You know, maybe every now and then. But right now, the game is adaptations. And we talked about it earlier this year. No, earlier last year, after the Marvel movie and all these uh, Last of Us and anything like that. The new route is not comic books anymore. It is video games. And we're seeing it right here with Until Dawn. A horror uh, choice-based game is getting its own live-action movie adaptation. Now, it's going to be starring... Uh, I said starring. There's no cast. I'm sorry. Uh, the filmmaker heading this project is David F. Sandberg. Now, you might be wondering, James, who the heck is David F. Sandberg? Well, I'm glad you asked. David F. Sandberg, he was a YouTuber that made short films. It's a, one of his films on YouTube called Lights Out. Um, caught the attention of movie studio, new studios, new you line cinema. Was underneath Warner, Warner Brothers. And ever since then, he's just been like that horror guy. He also was handling like the Annabelle project a little bit. He then was tapped on to do, do, uh, do Shazam 1 and Shazam 2. So he directed both of those movies. 
Um, after he's done with those movies, it seems like he's going back to his horror roots. And he's going to be partnered with the, the screenwriter, Gary Doberman, who wrote behind a hit horror series such as It, Annabelle, and The Nun. So what are we thinking about? Have you, first of all, my first question, have you guys ever played Until Dawn? I played through the whole game. I would love to see this adapted. You would love to see it adapted? Oh, 100%. Okay. Especially by these guys? Oh, of course. Yeah. I think uh, Until Dawn is one of those games where it's very choice-based. So you can really... Malcolm, have you played Until Dawn or no? No? But, yeah, okay. like, what is it the... Um... No, I don't think I've ever played it. No? Okay. So... It's, so if you ever played those games before, um, it's one of those games where you can choose, there's multiple endings to the video game, and it is all based on uh, what you choose. So there might be a route that might be faster, but it might be more risky. There might be a route that's more slower, but it could be safer, but it might be a time constraint, so you got to choose which one you want to deal with. And there's there's pro, there's uh, rewards and consequences for your actions. Now, it's based in like some mountain lodge. I won't go get too deep into the plot, but it's a group of kid, a group of uh, young adults who come to a cabin that someone owns, and there's a killer apparently on a mountain that's on the loose, and they're all trying to survive the night until dawn. So, yeah. Depending on your decisions, the number of people you start off with is going to be different from the number of people you end up with, and the goal of the game is to make it to the end of the game with as few people dying along the way as possible. There are multiple routes to the game based off the whole idea of the butterfly effect. Yeah. With different clues throughout the game. The way the game is set up, you can actually play. It's designed to be played multiple times. And you can actually, after you finish the game, go back at different steps of how far in the butterfly effect chain that you went. And then redo things. Yeah. But that's only after you finish the game, you can go back. But the whole whole premise of it is play the game multiple times and see which, which decisions led to what. And, and, and what are the implications of those? Like you said, like faster route, safer route. Sometimes a faster route means you slip and die. Sometimes a faster route means you made it in time and saved somebody, but you don't know. Yeah, you won't know. You won't know. And, and also in, in in this uh, in this franchise, they have like this guy in between chapters who is kind of like, I don't know, like what we call him, uh, Jason? Is he like just a narrator who just, I don't know. I it spoil would spoil it. the movie for Let's me just... to say it. Just... Oh, you're right. That's a good point. You're right. These are so spoilers we'll you're say, asking for. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So anyway, that is uh, it's coming out soon. Uh, Malcolm, I know you haven't really watched it, uh, but Jason, I think you already said your, uh, your thoughts, right? Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, we'll keep a lookout on it and hopefully it uh, hopefully we get a good thing. The one thing a lot of people did, did worry about before we move on to the next topic is since it is a multiple endings, a lot of people didn't like this idea because it's like, well, what ending are you going to choose? What decisions are you going to make? Because everyone has their own personalized walkthroughs. That's what made Until Dawn a very interesting game. Because not your decision can have someone die, someone live, group of people die, group of people live. Like it really was dependent upon what you chose. So how are you going to tell narratively who lives, who dies, and makes it satisfying? So. One thing I think um, to address that challenge, you could kind of go the Joker route and do kind of a mind bend where you're trying to figure out what scenes are actually happening or which scenes could have happened and then zigzag back and forth. It's mildly disorienting, but then you land on the one that's definitively the right one. I don't know how they would do that, especially because mental health is actually one of the themes of this. It mental is. health and schizophrenia to a certain degree are themes yeah. uh, within this game slash story. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you might be able to pull that off or they might even go another route and actually tell the story from a different perspective that wasn't in the game. That way they don't end up satiating some people's like routes and not other people's routes. Now nobody's choice route gets done and then they still have a fresh idea with an old story. Okay. Hear me out. This could be the dumbest idea I've ever had, but they can already start thinking about having a sequel series where they have one ending for the first movie, but then a similar plot but different decisions made in the sequel and then like it's a different ending i i'm just spitballing. some people some some people's pitches were ideas like like oh what if they film it but then every theater has like a different ending i feel like that's like that. i thought about that but then i was like that's a lot of money and that's a lot of time yeah for the actors and all that. also and all that. i would like, like want to know what happened in each one 
which is a good idea for me to spend money. Well, it's not good for me to spend money, but it's a good way for me to spend more money to watch the different endings. But but most yeah. people aren't going to do that. No. And so I don't think they should split this up into multiple movies, especially when this was a good game and it was one of the flagship games for PS4, but it's not famous or anything. No, it's not. It's one of it's so supermassive games is the one who developed this. They are known now as like the choice based they Telltale was known back in the day as like a choice based place you, you would go to. But now Supermassive Games is now known for that story rich decision based games nowadays. But this was like their first ever games until dawn. This is what made them really popular. So we'll see. My thought process is um just make the movie how you want to. I don't know what the arc would be necessarily because I don't think this move game necessarily has an arc. It's just like Jason said, mental health and schizophrenia. There's there's a lot of themes and there's a lot of clues. Yeah. Because essentially, I'll I'll at least say what happens in the in the beginning chapter just to give context. The beginning chapter, it's essentially a flashback. This group of friends they go out to one of the there's three siblings, Cabins. two sisters and a, and a brother. They are from a rich mm-hmm. rich family and they have a cabin in the mountains. And essentially, a bunch of you know young people hanging out and they pull a prank on one of them. The prank goes way too far. One of the twin sisters runs out. And well, the other twin sister chases after her, and they both go missing. Fast forward to the present. The the youngest brother who was left behind, he's like, Oh, it'll be good to like, you know, get some closure. We're all coming back after the tragedy that happened last year, blah, blah, blah. And the rest of the game is a minist- uh, mystery that you were trying to uncover, like what actually happened between the sisters. Where are they? Did they survive? Did they not survive? Um, and, and then also, how, is, in the mountains. how is everyone in their collective dynamics dealing with this? Because they all have different complex in, like relationships webbed together. Like some of them, like, you know, Mike and Emily used to date, but they did not. And then Josh was there, but he's kind of a pushover. Things like that, right? The way Jason describes it, it could be a really juicy movie with a lot of stuff to talk about and a lot of things to do. It's, it, it, it depends on do you want a cash grab or do you want to tell a really good story? That's I hope they go the good story route. This movie wouldn't be expensive so. enough to make to not go the good story route. <laughs> yeah. So we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye on it and see how it goes. Now, with the final thing I want to talk about is the one that I know Malcolm and Jason grew up playing because I never played. I've never played this game. Oh, uh, not once in my life. Minecraft is coming out with a full live action movie. They actually announced pretty much I think the full cast at this point. Uh, it's me made by Warner Brothers. I think the date the release date for the project is april 2025 so next year they have jason momoa casted jack black jennifer coolidge if you don't know jennifer coolidge she was stickler's mom in american pie um kate mckinnon if you saw barbie that came out this year she was the she was the bad she was a broken barbie that had all the makeup and just a wacky barbie that was her um and just many other people so for me i don't know I don't know what to expect from the movie, <laughs> to be honest. I I know it says live action, but is it like, are we going to see Jason Momoa, Jack Black? Or is it going to be them voice acting a bunch of robots? I don't know. Because Minecraft isn't like, it's not us, right? It's, it's Roblox. It's it's like blocks. You know don't what I mean? Don't install Roblox like that. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> so I've never but played you know Roblox and I've never played Minecraft. Have you played Minecraft, Malcolm? A little bit, but against my will. <laughs> Nah, I never. I'm not, not. I don't have anything no, against it. I just never played it. I think it's. Cool. I, I have everything against it. I. I <laughs> He's a hater. That's all it is. I'm. I like. Man, I'm such a huge hater. I don't understand how anyone likes that game. I don't understand. I never saw the pill of it personally. Uh, it's all, a playground where you can create your own world. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's pretty much the truth. Yeah. That's it's the appeal like, of it. It's just like the worst graphics ever, and people. You know what? I'll say this. I'll be. I'll be honest. I hated art and being creative growing up. So the appeal of having an open world of creating your own thing. We can do anything so you want. Boring. Like, don't you make me creative. How dare you? Like, I like dare I, you make I me lo- think if, differently. If they, if they, no, but like, I liked stories where it was like a game or a puzzle where I can solve something. But it was just an open world where you get to mine things and figure it out. But it was also the worst graphics I ever saw. I was like, why would I ever want to play this? But everyone was like, oh my gosh, I can create my own house and tunnels and things. And I was just like, I don't care. I could not <laughs> care less. But I happened to have most of my friends growing up loved playing it. And they were like, you should get on, you should get on, you should get on. And luckily it was free. Never pay money for that. 
So I would download it for free and like I would play and I would just be like, all right, I'm bored after like five minutes. Only time I had fun was when like I got to like go underneath and like mine a bunch of different diamonds and like pickaxes. And I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. See, see, the appeal is getting to you. It was only fun when I had other people to play with and they were like, oh, I need these different things. Can you get this for me? And I would get it for them. That was it. And then they would build their own houses and stuff. But like after that, I was like, why am I playing this? Why am I wasting my time? Roblox lit. 10 out of 10. I think I played the demo and I was like, this is boring. This game is not free. What are you talking about? Minecraft? Well, I got it for free. Maybe it's free on Xbox. My bad. No, no, it, it was it was like years and years and years ago where like PlayStation had like a free demo for Minecraft and I played it before and I was like, eh, like I just chopped things up. I'm like, what's the story in this? Like, you know, at least with Mario, it had like you could come up with some type of plot, but exactly. Minecraft, I'm like, there's no plot. I think I, I, think, I can't say there is a plot. There's like a story and then you can beat the game. I heard, I but it's 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 like whatever. We'll see. I, I'm I'm kind of um, mad that you added this to the podcast because. You're hey, I, think I, I went to get your haterade out. Yeah. I am a hater. I, I, I must say, I just don't care. Roblox is such a yeah. superior game. But because again, this mm-hmm. this is it might be good, it might not be good. It, it might be just one of those comedy movies like Lego Batman or the Mario movie. We'll see. I can guarantee I'm I mean, not watching this. Do not invite me, James. Don't buy me a ticket. I'm we not are. watching this movie. You sit until you watch a trailer and you're like, this is actually a pretty funny movie. I like this. You might change your mind. Interesting. No. You have until April 2025 to change your mind, buddy. So don't be a hater. But I have no other thoughts other than my vague indifference. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to wrap up episode number six. Before we wrap it up, I'm going to give both of y'all a chance to say any last thoughts. Malcolm, you can go ahead. Um, Go Lions. Go Detroit. Yeah. Yes. There you go. All right, Jason. Um, make original content, please. I'm tired of these remakes. It's, I, give me something new, please. I actually, I actually want what I say I want. I'm not just saying that I want new. Interesting, interesting. All I ask for is Assassin's Creed uh, live action, and give me Grand Theft Auto live action. If you're gonna make a play, if you're gonna make a game about oh, with a sandbox and do anything you want, I want to see the ones with guns. So anyway. Um, you could do probably a heist in GTA. You could uh, a good heist movie with GTA would be good, but that's what I'm just saying. Now. You could pull up the cheek. It could be like an RPG style. You pull up the cheat codes. Do, 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 bam! All right, someone's like hole. in the real world, just like duck, duck, jump, left turn, left turn, boom. boom. That would be hilarious. But well, we'll, we'll we'd have to see. We'll see. Also, Let's no more live anyway. action t- cartoon adaptations. Can we please stop? Please, please. We need please, to. We please, need to finish this. Please. They made it stop. right the first over. time. It's over. <laughs> yeah, they made it right the first time. I until they're done. Until they make a live action Naruto and My no. Academia, then stop I'll say this. stop at that point. No, okay, I, I just want, just want to see me either. suffer. You just want to see me suffer. Yeah, that's what it is. You like waste <laughs> billions enough. of dollars that could be going to some fresh ideas, or maybe just paying writers better. But no, that's true. But we'll see, y'all. But uh, yeah, this is episode six, respectfully speaking. Uh, leave a comment down below or give us a like on if you listen to the audio version. And we'll see you guys later. Peace.